Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual. Hi, my name is Meg G. This is the Amp Studio Music Industry Podcast, brought to you by Old Mutual. Kath Greenfell is an industry legend and has had an incredible radio career, even working as DJ Fresh's producer for many years. On this episode, she shares a story of what to do when the times go bad and what a lot of artists in the music industry have to go through. If you'd like to be a part of the Amp Studios or check out all the masterclasses and content we've created for you, just go to www.ampstudios.co.za. That's www.ampstudios.co.za. Ampdstudios.co.za, or you can send your name to our WhatsApp line on uh, 081-707-6636. That's 081-707-6636. It is truly an honor, and I want to thank Old Mutual. You know, over the years of learning while I was working, one of the biggest things for me was teaching other people my knowledge and giving my knowledge. And it really is so important and so amazing that companies like Old Mutual get behind these sort of things, where we're sharing all of this information. So my name is Catherine, and I started working in radio in 2001. Before that, I studied at... um, Pretoria Tech, where I studied lighting and sound, and then just happened to fall into radio. And I know it's terrible for people that are so desperate to get into radio to hear that, because it wasn't something that I was interested in, it wasn't something that I'd thought about, and I just happened to fall in, luckily, into this amazing medium. And I started at 5FM in 2001 with the Breakfast Show host, and I started producing the show, And at that stage, 5FM was in a a place of they'd been trying for a very long time to change from this rock station, a very white rock station. And they were trying to um, be more a youth station where it was loads of different music. So it was an amazing place to be in, but it was heavily male-driven. And so I started producing The Breakfast Show, and they wanted a female on the show. Now, bear in mind, I'd never, I I wasn't interested in being on radio. It wasn't a thing. I was like there to do content and I was there to produce this show. And it was very, like all of the people on that breakfast show were all males. So they interviewed a few people, a few females to be on the show. And eventually the host said, I'm actually just going to put Catherine on. So she's obviously a female. She's a single mom. She's young, I was young then, and, um, and I was really into music, especially local music. My whole, when I was younger at school, I would go and watch bands and it was really a big thing for me. So I sort of ticked all of the boxes in terms of what they wanted in someone female on the show. And I think the reason that it worked so well is because I perhaps hadn't trained to be on radio. I was just a real normal girl that spoke about my problems, I spoke about my issues, I spoke about silly stories, and it resonated with the listener. And so I started this magical career. 
and I was still producing the show and being on air, and then Mark Gilman was leaving. He was the breakfast show host, and Fresh was joining in the afternoon. Now, I didn't even know that Fresh knew who I was, and he asked for me to produce his show, which, like, was mind-blowing and absolutely incredible, and I started this magnificently beautiful journey with DJ Fresh. And we were on this afternoon drive show that I still think to this day is probably one of the best radio shows ever. And I know I'm biased, but we pushed boundaries. We spoke about a lot of things. It wasn't just entertainment. We spoke about hardcore topics. We got our listeners involved. We had a magnificent team where we all had different opinions and different ideas, and I think that that is so important when it comes to radio. And so I started this journey with DJ Fresh, and then we moved to The Breakfast Show. And at the same time, I'd started lecturing at Boston Media House, and I see a few of my students here, which just makes me so happy, and I might start crying later because I miss them terribly. And I started this magnificent journey of teaching at the same time. And I remember one day teaching in class about this thing called um, burnout. So now you get two different types of burnout. You obviously get a physical burnout when you work too hard and your body give gives in. But you also get a creative burnout. And I had realized within the, the two years the last two years of working with Fresh, that I wasn't creatively giving my best. I would come into work, I would do my thing, I knew exactly what I was doing, I didn't feel like I was giving anything more. And I eventually had to reach that point where I said to him, listen, I think that you need a new producer on this show because you need someone that's going to give you more than what I'm giving you. And I spoke to 5FM and I said, please give me another show to work on. Bear in mind, like Fresh and I, it was the most incredible team. I did not want to leave working with Fresh. But I also had to be 100% honest that I just creatively wasn't giving my best. So they moved me to another show with The Shady Lurker, which was also absolutely amazing to work on because he is like a firehouse. And he needed someone that could steer him in the right direction. Because if you do know Warwick the Shady Lurker, he says things before thinking about it. So it was an amazing year of working with someone um, that was completely different to Fresh. And, but then I also had to realize that it didn't matter that I'd moved to a different show, that I was working with someone else. I still creatively was not giving 100% to producing a radio show. And single mom, three kids, <clears throat> and I had to make this decision that I had to leave. I had to actually go and try and do something else to get my creativity back, to get my like excitement back in working. And I had, because when you work in radio, obviously you're doing a radio show, so you're working like three to five hours a day. If you're a content producer, you know you're always looking for content but you can like freelance and you can do other things. So I was freelancing as a content social media producer where we go out and we film different events and I would do like sideline interviews. So I was doing like other things. And I thought to myself, if I leave 5FM, 
then I can do this all the time and I can like choose what I want to work on and it was very exciting at the beginning. I had loads of work, um, I was making money and I was like free sailing and then suddenly budgets are being cut and the work is like less and less. And the fact is, is that single mom, three kids, I've got lots of bills to pay. I've got school fees to pay. I've got a house, etc. I've got food. It's not just me I'm looking after. And I started taking money that I should have been paying here to try and pay this, but then that's like spiraling out of control. And then this is spiraling out of control. And so I decided I'm gonna start sending my CV out. So I put myself out on every single biz community. I'm searching every single day for jobs. Bear in mind, I have been working at a high profile radio station where I have built a brand. I am a brand. I have my own opinion. I know who I am. I stand for something. People know who I am is what I thought. And I'm sending my CV out. Nothing. Not a response. Not you too qualified. Nothing. And can I tell you, at the age of 40, this was the most depressing thing that had ever happened to me in my entire life. Because how could they not look at that CV? I worked with DJ Fresh, for goodness sake. <laughs> like, I was like, just respond. I'm qualified for the job. And so it spiraled to the point where I remember at one stage, um, my kids had gone to my folks on holiday. So I was alone at home. No freelance work. No one responding to my emails. And I think I stayed in my pajamas for like five days. I would get up, obviously go to the toilet, occasionally like make myself something to eat, but just lie there, watching Netflix, checking my mails, maybe someone's mailed me, maybe there's some work coming, absolutely nothing. And I have to say I was very lucky in the fact that I do have children because I knew that in five days time I had to get in my car and drive down to KZN to go and fetch them and bring them back. And then I had to have my shit together. So I allowed myself to wallow in that depression for five days. But to be honest, I probably would still, well, I wouldn't be there because I had no money to pay for them in the house. I would have been out in the streets. But I would have stayed there. I would have stayed in that bed, hoping and praying that something was going to happen. But nothing was happening. And then I heard about a job through a friend whose friend applied for the job. And I knew the guy that owned the company. So it's an audio company. They compose music for ads. And they do final mix. And I was like, I've been in music. I know what I'm doing. And I phoned him and I said to him, tell me about this job. And he gave me all the specs and I was like, I have to get this job because I cannot freelance anymore. 
I'm going to spiral out of control in terms of debt, in terms of trying to pay for things. I have to actually get a permanent job. And it was, a, it was really soul destroying because I really wanted to freelance. I loved working for different people. I loved working for different companies, doing different things. And you said all of the specs on the job, and half of them I didn't know what he was talking about, and I just said to him, I've just ticked all your boxes. I'm the person that you need to hire for this job. And he started laughing at me, and he's like, Kath, I'm getting on a plane to go to London. When I come back, let's meet. And I said, okay, great. So I waited for him to get back, and I had a Skype call with him, and, and honestly, I, I, I really bullshit my way through that interview. I just, I knew I was going to be amazing at this job. And that's all that mattered. I could learn all the other stuff. I had the basics of production, so it didn't really like, that didn't stress me out, but I'd never worked in advertising and commercials and any of that. And I remember him asking me, what would I bring? And I said, what would I bring when I walked in that door? And I said to him, good energy. I'm sure that's not the answer that he was looking for. <laughs> but he was like, no one has ever said that. And that's what we actually need. And I got the job. And so I have now been at a permanent job for the last year. I have learned so much. I failed maths at school. I have now been doing quotes and working out percentages for licensing and usage and whatnot. But everything that I've learned over the years has culminated in me now working here. And the reason that I'm telling you this whole long journey is the fact that I know for a fact that everyone's sitting here, some of you might have amazing like, opportunities, but a lot of you are desperate, desperate to break into the scene, desperate to try and get a job. I get messages from my students constantly about the fact that like, they can't break into the industry. And how do they break in the, into the industry? And I want to tell you that at the age of 40, I went through exactly the same thing with all of the experience. And just backtracking to, so when I left 5FM, I actually got calls from Anele to come and produce her show at 947, it, uh, for Fat Joe at East Coast, um, Rian from Jacaranda. And I was like, yo, look at me now. <laughs> But I had to also still be honest about the fact that I had the burnout. And I went and I helped Anele for a month while she looked for a new producer. And it, was, it just cemented the fact that I had burnout, that I still wasn't like creatively giving my best. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after these. Old Mutual Rewards wants to help you take charge of your financial well-being. That's why we are rewarding you with points for having your financial needs met by Old Mutual. Points are earned on five tiers, which are determined by the number of financial needs met. Depending on the number of needs met with Old Mutual, the higher your Old Mutual Rewards tier and the more you earn. Zero to one financial need met by Old Mutual will put you on the first tier, up to three needs met will put you on the second tier. With four needs met, you will be on the third tier. 
With five, you'll be on the fourth tier, and six or more needs met will put you on the fifth tier. Once you know which tier you are on, it's easy to work out how many points you will earn. Here's how it works. Each tier comes with a set of percentages that apply to different kinds of financial needs. Once you have determined which tier you are on, simply apply the corresponding percentage to the premiums you are paying towards each financial need and you will get the amount of points you will earn. To see the full table of tiers with their sets of percentages, please visit www.oldmutual.co.za forward slash rewards. If, for example, you contribute towards an old mutual funeral plan with a monthly premium of 100 Rand, as well as a tax-free savings plan with a monthly premium of 1,000 Rand, you will be on the second tier as you have two financial needs met. According to the earning percentages for the second tier, you will receive 30 points per month simply by taking care of your financial future. It's always important to get financial advice when deciding which financial product solutions are right for you. Visit www.oldmutual.co.za forward slash rewards to connect with an experienced financial advisor who will guide you on the path to your goals. Sign up for Old Mutual Rewards today and let us help you achieve your financial dreams. Welcome back. Let's get back into this week's Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast. So I think to be honest with yourself, when you need to make a change is important. And I know we'll touch a little bit later on like finances um, in the Q&A and how to prepare yourself. But having a plan, doing different things to be able to like make the money. If you are a musician, get a full-time job. I'm being serious. The amount of times that I've seen musicians, their one song gets playlisted on radio, they quit their job, I've got it. <laughs> then we're scraping together, trying to find money to pay rent, trying to find money. You can't even like, write another, you can't even record another song. So it is really important to have other things to do outside of your passions, radio, if you're interested in radio, have other things. Like, I was lucky enough, and I mean, I know that there's lots of DJs out there, but I was lucky enough to have a brand and was able to DJ. I'm still DJing. I'm still going to festivals and emceeing, and yes, I am super lucky when it comes to that. It's because I've built up these beautiful relationships over the years. And I cannot stress enough how when you start your career, don't ever think that you are bigger than what you are. Yes. Stay humble and true to who you are. Because further down the line, you are going to need a favor from someone. Yeah. I remember when I started with my live show, where we had live musicians in studio. And this guy was kept on hanging around and he came and asked me if he could perform on my show. And what I used to do with the hip-hop artists, when they performed on the show, I would have an up-and-coming hip-hop artist that could come and perform, like two tracks, and then the main act. And this guy was like begging, begging, come please, can I do it? And I was like, cool, come and do it. And his name was AKA. And I worked recently on an event where 
he was busy getting ready to go onto stage and the company that I was freelancing for wanted to do an interview with him. And he said, I'm not, I don't want to do any interviews. I just want to chill with this. And then they said, Catherine's doing the interview. And he said, no problem. I'll do the interview. Those are the relationships that will last forever. And those are the people that you can like call on and ask a favor. Can I interview you on my show? Etc. Etc. Seriously, build those relationships. Be a kind person. The amount of times that I've seen other people burn bridges because they think that they're bigger than they are. And the reality out there is that you are a flash in the pan. You can have success the one day, and the next day you're begging someone to even read your email with your CV. So it's really a huge thing is to be, build these beautiful relationships with people and and it will help you further down the line. So that is really why a very, very big thing that I want to stress today is those relationships. Um, then in terms of brand, so I was lucky enough to build my brand. And I also used to teach this to my radio students in terms of know who you are. Find out who you are in terms of what you stand for, what you believe in, and stay true to that. Don't try and be someone else. Because know for a fact that there are 10 other people trying to be AKA. And there is only one AKA. Start with who you are, what you believe in, and carry that through. It's really, really important. And if you start building up a following in whatever you are doing, and brands come to you and they want you to do some social media influencer stuff, Make sure that what they stand for, you stand for. Because yes, the money looks amazing. The money looks incredible. I once did a social media campaign with a company and it was only afterwards that I did the research on the company and realized that they were like tearing down forests and doing all of this stuff, which went completely like across my brand. I believe, I'm a hippie, I believe in the environment, I believe in all of that. And I burnt myself because people questioned me, how could you allow yourself to do that? And it was one of the biggest things I regret in my career. If you don't drink alcohol, and you are vocal about not drinking alcohol, don't align yourself with a brand an alcohol brand. Because people are going to number one question that you are just taking it for the money. People are not stupid. They see through that. So you want to make sure that you align yourself with a brand that you believe in that you can honestly put out information on social media. So that's really important in terms of building your brand. Um, you also have to start looking at what people aren't doing, what they are doing, how you can make it better or more interesting. One of my students sitting right here in the front, I remember her on her Instagram started this thing called Insta Radio. 
I see you haven't carried on with it. But it was so refreshing and so amazing. She did like a little question and then people were commenting. People want to talk about stuff and that's why radio is so amazing because it's this platform where other people can't hear, uh, see you, right? They don't know who you are, so you're able to be honest. These are the sort of things that we need to look at because it is so difficult to get into the industry. So you've got to start thinking about those sort of things. I have another friend, a young guy that like mailed me when I was still on 5FM, and he was doing these motivational Mondays. And what he used to do was he would make a recording of himself on his cell phone and then put that out to his entire WhatsApp group. So in essence, it was like a short little radio snippet. And he would send it out. This kid was doing it when he was 17. He's now, he's been overseas with the Nelson Mandela Foundation. He's been an influencer on a whole bunch of different campaigns. He put the stuff out on his WhatsApp group. There are ways to be able to get your music out there and to get your radio stuff out there. And I'm gonna to be touching on both. Who's here for music, by the way? And who's here for radio? Okay, all right, so I'm gonna to be touching on both. Um, so that's just like a little background sort of about my journey. And then I wanted to chat about um, getting your music playlisted on radio. Now, I think this is probably one of the hardest things in the entire world, honestly. And I've worked in radio. I've seen how this whole, whole situation works, how many songs get submitted, how there's too little time to listen to all the songs, etc. So my advice to you is obviously know your brand, okay? What music are you putting out? Then do your research in terms of where you want that song to go. If you are doing hip hop, right, you're not sending your track to Classic FM. I cannot tell you how like, often people make this mistake. How many times heavy rock bands would mail me and say to me, why won't 5FM playlist my track? And I'm like, have you listened to the station? We don't play heavy rock. You need to find a radio station that does play heavy rock. So you have to do the research, and I know um, that it takes time, but take the time to like make a list of all the radio stations. Have a listen to the radio stations. Hear what they are playing. Listen to the radio station and see which presenters are actually interested in music. Because gone are the days when radio DJs just were there for music, when they had their playlist, when they could put on music that they wanted to play. It's now, there's a whole system. The station has a brand. The station has specific types of music that they want to play. There's a committee, a playlisting committee, or there's one person that decides on what's going to get played. And so you have to look at where you are going to align yourself and where your music fits. A really important thing 
is that you must remember that most of these radio stations, they have firewalls, which means you cannot send them a 20 meg file. It's never going to get there. When you do your MP3 of your music, make sure it's under five megabytes. And then say to, in your mail, you can say to them, if you would like a bigger file, please let me know and I can send it via WeTransfer or whatever the case is. But seriously, under five megabytes and label the file with your artist's name and the song name. I used to get loads and loads of demos. And often I would just put them, I would drag the MP3 into a folder to listen to later. Now I can't find because it just says song. <laughs> now, it's amazing. I want to contact the person and say, Let's, let me try and playlist this track. Can't remember, hundreds of emails. So label the track with your artist name and the song name under five megabytes, and then find out, you have to do the research in terms of every radio station. Who do you need to contact? What are the processes? When you write the email, make it as friendly as possible. You want to try and get this person that is reading the mail on your side. You want your song playlisted. Not, please playlist. Right? Give some information about yourself and make sure that they have all of your details so they're able to contact you. That was an Amp Studios Music Industry podcast brought to you by Old Mutual. I hope you're learning a lot and loving the series. Please subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss out on more. And if you'd like to see videos or access more content or even use the AMP Studios facilities, or maybe you just want to be part of our AMP Studios journey, go to our website. That's ampedstudios.co.za, ampdstudios.co.za, and sign up there. You can also sign up by sending your name to our WhatsApp line on 081 that's 081-707-6636. Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual.